a big time facility driven episode of the behind you podcast with athletic director dan radikovich first and foremost got to tell you train together win together introducing you fit gyms is the official fitness center for the miami hurricanes ready to join all it takes is a dollar down let's go canes dan thanks for joining us here josh it's great to be here all right so you're here almost a year and your coach and you sort of came in in tandem so where did a new facility fit on your priority list if I was to march it back 10 to 11 months? You know, it was very, very high on the list. In fact, it was it was on the list before I actually <laughs> stepped foot on campus. But it's, it's important. And the reason why it, it was on the list beforehand was you know, doing the due diligence on the University of Miami. There are a lot of great things about the university. Everybody knows that. Great education, great area of the country, great history, all those things. But what what it was missing was being in touch with the things that were important to young student athletes here in 2022 and now 2023. And, and, and those things are a, a facility that's football only. That's something that's really important as, as we go after those high-level recruits and they compare the University of Miami to some of the other great programs around the country. So that was why when Mario got here and I got here and in talking with the university administration, that needed to be something that was high on our list. So probably about 60 days after getting here, had some uh, conversations with our facility folks, went out and got some, uh, some of the architects and the, the, uh, I'd had conversations with in the past and, and really started to research what we could do here on our campus. And uh, as you saw a few weeks ago, that's the fruit of that labor. So walk us through the idea process, the design process. Obviously, you've had previous, you've been at this a long time. You know people, you're the people on campus. I'm sure Mario was involved. People you know are involved. Like what goes into creating a seven-story, you know, 200,000-square-foot facility that's going to serve the needs now, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Well, I'll start with your last statement. It had to be something that was going to last for an awful long time because when you go vertical with a building, you, you don't have a lot of room to stretch it <laughs> when you're done. So you, so you better so you better take care of everything uh, at your first try. And and we have it inside the building as it's kind of uh, designed to this point in time. There are um, open spaces for future development. Have to do that when you go vertical, but. As we looked at what we had, what, what opportunities we had here on campus, it was really important for us not to interfere with the, uh, what Mario and his staff and our student athletes were doing day to day right now. You know, within the SOFR indoor practice facility, you know, on Green Tree practice field, we knew we couldn't take that space and redevelop it. So just across the canal, there, was, uh, there are two parking lots um, that were just crying out for a building to be placed on um, build on me build on yes me. I, I think they wanted to have the address of the forever home of the university <laughs> of miami football building uh, but in doing that we also had to understand that this was going to be all of these buildings are unique for wherever they are uh, on what on whatever campus they're on this one had to have a parking garage with it for a number of reasons, not only to recreate the parking that was being taken up by the building, uh, but also because of you know what I learned very quickly being here on the Coral Gables campus in that 
parking adjacent to our athletic facilities is really at a premium. So for our student athletes to utilize the building, not only our football student athletes, but all of our student athletes will be at the training table that will be built um, in, in this project as well. They needed a place to park. So that was why the uh, 555 car garage was thought about and, and made part of the project. The other thing that was important was Mario came from the University of Oregon where he spent uh, you know, the, his, his most recent tenure prior to coming here. And they had a building that was vertical. Um, they, they had a football building that was, I think, four stories tall. If you have a lot of space and maybe we'll take the Dolphins, for example, um, the, the training facility that they had at Hard Rock Stadium. Well, what they did is they just kind of took away a parking lot or two. You know, they had space there to be right. able to create a facility that was not very tall, but very wide and expansive. Um, that wasn't something that we could do. So the fact that Mario had worked in a vertical building before uh, really gave him an understanding, okay, this is what it could look like. This is how it could work. And, and really helped us along the way to be able to uh, tell the architects, okay, this is what we're looking for. How are we going to delineate each floor? How are students going to move from one floor to another? All of those things. And as you said earlier, it kind of kind of culminates um, on that seventh floor, which is really the student athletes and alumni floor, uh, because it will it'll have a lot of fun atmosphere to it, a lot of fun presence, but it'll also allow everybody to take advantage of you know just the the incredible atmosphere, weather views that that we have here in South Florida. That was something that was very important to us. I'd imagine if you're uh, at the very beginning, you know, we talk, you talked about high level recruits and we all know what this is about, right? So I guess getting them up to that seventh floor rooftop and letting them look over South Florida is a, a nice way to get, paint a little picture of what their future could look like as they maybe finish there or start there and work their way down through the facility. No question. And, and I think it also is going to be something that's really important for the institution itself. The ability to have some events there, maybe the Friday night before a home game with, with alumni and whether it's alumni players or just general alumni events up on that spot when the team is kind of at their, their hotel getting ready for the game. I think those are all items that will you know, bring this building to life. And, and bring it into campus life. And it's going to be very near, obviously, the Herbert Wellness Center, Centennial Village, the new uh, dormitory uh, that, are, that are being built on campus. So really excited about energizing that particular area of campus right across from the Watsco Center. So safe to say campus looks just a little different than when you were first here. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> um, and, and I hope in a, in, in a couple of years, it looks even even more different than it, yeah. than it does today. Because one of the things we have to do is continue to grow and continue to give, you know, our student athletes the best opportunity, not only academically, but athletically. And, and I think for football, this, well, I should say for all of our sports, because football is just a big operation. And when they vacate the building that they're in right now and move into here, that's going to leave a lot of space for our other Olympic sports to be able to re to fill that area and and really kind of grow and and give them the the type of space that that's necessary uh, for those programs to continue to grow and be successful. So we got a parking garage. Uh, we got a first floor that's kind of open to to any and all. We've talked about the seventh floor terrace. 
inside the guts of it, what what are the things that are there that are that are extremely beneficial to the student athlete, but also obviously Mario and the staff? Well, I think, uh, you know, we look at the first floor, you have the locker room, you know, and, and the equipment area, because those are day to day operational things for the football student athlete, then you take up an escalator or an elevator or stairs. Um, not a whole lot of people stairs? are taking stairs, okay? <laughs> but they're there. Just uh, in case. To the second floor where we have our sports medicine area. And you know, that's going to be a, 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 a spa-like area for not only general sports medicine uh, rehabilitation, but sports science as well. You know, the, the, the kind of things that, that student athletes look at now, you know, the, uh, the cold tubs, the, uh, the, the hyperbaric chambers, you know, all of those uh, cold areas, warm areas that allow them to um, rehabilitate their body, some Zen areas that they can go in and, and really relax. So that's uh, that's level two, the the sports medicine area. Level three will be the meeting spaces where the the coaches and student athletes will um, you know, do all of their all the learning um, opportunities associated with that. Uh, fourth level will be coaches' locker rooms, some recruiting areas, um, and 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 understanding where the the NIL spaces, those kind of things for student athletes that are very, very important. Next level will be the coaches' offices, and then the final level will be the uh, student athlete area on, on the top, the indoor-outdoor area for uh, student athletes to really recreate, have fun, you know, create that, that culture and brotherhood that are really important. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! So you've done this before, Dan. How nice was it to have some of that in your back pocket as you were taking on this new experience? The first time was was really back at, at LSU, um, back in the early 2000s. Uh, Coach Saban had you know, been in the NFL before and had, had seen the value of having a football-only facility. So he brought that at LSU. Uh, he wanted one of those facilities, and we, we helped pull that together. Uh, then, of course, going to Clemson and having one of those built there, that was very early on uh, in my tenure that Coach Sweeney said, hey, look, this is something that we we really need to take the program to the next level. And he was he was right about that. But during the during the interim, you know, having gone to visit other schools and other colleagues to see what they did in their buildings really gave a, a good background to be able to say, OK, new sheet of paper, new understanding, new challenges you know, associated with, with trying to build this. That was really exciting about being able to come here. You know, we're going to need to raise some money for this. There's no question about that. But the university is also understanding that, 
you know, this is something that is going to help make their investment that they've done to date inside the athletic program really uh, create some returns associated with that investment. So you mentioned Clemson and well, LSU and Nick and Clemson and Dabo. And I guess I, I, my mind goes to Clemson and Dabo only because what transpired since if, if it came if it happened early when you got there, just what's transpired since. I, I remember thinking after the season, you know, you were walking through the locker room. It was the last game. And I said, well, if anyone wants to know what's what's coming, how this is supposed to turn out, like you've been there, you've lived it, you know, when you have an investment in staff, when the facility comes, when the recruiting comes, when the school's behind it, NIL is new, obviously, but all these things come together, what it can look like. And I'm sure that that has you feeling, you know, there's like an inner, even though maybe the season didn't go the way you want, there's sort of an inner piece of what the future looks like. You know, I, Josh, I think for, for everybody associated with the program, starting with Mario and, and all of us, uh, it was a very difficult season. But yes, uh, you, you, you knew that, okay, this had to happen in order for us to move forward. And, and I feel really good about that. I think that Mario has been there, done that. He's seen it as, as, as much as I have from his time at Alabama and his time at Oregon. And of course, as a player, uh, the success and, and the things that you know can happen here at the University of Miami. It's not something that has never happened in the 100 years of the, of the school, nearly 100 years of the school. It, it, it happened five different times. Um, you know, we, we, we understand how it works. So it's just a question of, of realigning, you know, where we need to be uh, as, a, as an athletic program and as a football program in particular uh, to allow us to be successful again. And you've seen the payoff, right? So when this all comes together, the payoff is fill in the blank. The payoff is, you know, again, the, the, the pride and the national recognition that comes along with the, the University of Miami. It's still, even with 20 years away from the, the last national championship, the time that the University of Miami was, was growing and was successful dovetailed with the just explosion of intercollegiate athletics and football in particular on networks. ESPN, for example, you know, those, those things, they, they were together and, and the amount of, of, of brand marketing and brand awareness that the university has is, is second to none. So when people always talk about, you know, we want USC to come back, we want Texas to come back, we want Miami to come back, they're all better. College football is always better when those brands are, are, are playing well. Well, those programs are, are, are moving forward. Uh, you know, and I think we're, we're in that same bucket. Yes, you know, we're in a very fertile recruiting state. Yes, we need to invest in the program. And yes, we can get back to having those epic games with, you know, the Floridas, the Florida States and, and the Clemsons that, that we all desire and, and really look at it, you know, from the standpoint of, wow, this is what great ACC football can be. Besides the verticality uh, of the building going up and down, and we've got you know Miami as a backdrop, was there other things in this side of this building that you think are like this is pretty Miami? This is this is unique to Miami football, or will be cool uh, for Miami football and the University of Miami? Well, I think that you know we had a group of the freshman guys come in the other day, and 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 Mario asked them all to uh, you know obviously introduce themselves and uh, talk a little bit about you know, what would get an interesting fact. And many of them said they like to fish. Well, 
what's interesting about where this building is, is the canal will separate the building from the SOFR indoor practice facility. And I, I know that there are fish in that canal. <laughs> so I think that there will be opportunities for our student athletes, you know, at, at different times to go out of the building, kind of sit on the porch. And if they really do enjoy that kind of fishing, they can do that. Of course, most of them are going to go out into the ocean and, right. do, you know, go after the big fish. But, you know, if you like the little fish, they're, they're out there and, and it would be a lot of fun. Well, Mario might be fishing for some big fish then and bring it. He'll be, he'll be fishing for the big fish in the building. Well, they're, they're the ones who come in the front door. I'm talking about, <laughs> the, I'm talking about the fish that are, you know, in the canal right there. So you mentioned NIL earlier, and there was an article written about how you guys took into account NIL. And it, it, there's a, I guess there's an NIL component or a suite or something that serves the student athletes. And NIL is about as uh, top of mind as any in our sport these days. So maybe how top of mind that was for you as you guys put this together and what that uh, entails to what you can elaborate on. Well, I think that you know, we, we, we utilize the term NIL. Really what it's going to be is a branding area for the student athletes that they could then turn around and utilize in their NIL opportunities with various businesses. So, I mean, there's a lot of photographs and really cool things that you, that student athletes do. That's going to be, a, there'll be an area within the building that allows them to do that. And then they can take that material and kind of move it out into the, into the world of trying to create some NIL opportunities for themselves. When football is good, how does that translate to the overall interest in the in a university when football is front and center, when all the, 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 the big, big payoff, right? Obviously, hopefully winning the championship, but really it's a school investment, right? So what this means for the University of Miami? Well, I think that, you know, the, the, the university has, has made the decision that, you know, if it's going to participate in various things, whether it's the medical school, whether it's the law school, whether it's graduate school, undergraduate teaching, various types of, 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 of uh, the music school, the new music school, the new chemistry building, they're going to be world-class. They're going to be leaders. And if they're going to sponsor uh, athletics, which is very important to the institution, it is the front door, the front porch that a lot of people do. Um, it's the first thing that they hear about an institution, and then they they go in and and see how it might fit their their learning uh, environment. We want to be successful, and we want it to be done tastefully. We want it to be done first class. So um, that's why this building is so important. Okay, because it's going to allow us to do that. It's going to show the same level of investment for prospective student athletes that we show prospective musicians at the Frost School of Music, you know, so uh, that we show it at, at, at our, uh, the Miller School of Medicine. So all of those things that, that the university tries to be uh, first and, and best, uh, they do that with an investment. And that's where we are right now as it relates to athletics. Dan, two more things and I'll let you go. One is, can you sort of envision, you know, let's say the day this opens, right? And you're sort of walking behind the student as they walk in for the first time can you like envision on your face their faces their smiles when they finally get to open the doors and see it living and breathing like that the fruit the you know the culmination of the of this work yeah i think that you know there's going to be a a, a lot of satisfaction associated with that i mean because a lot of people will have helped get us there Okay, not only the facilities folks who are working on it, the architects, the contractor, uh, but the donors 
and, and they're doing it because they love the university. They love the student athletes. The, the, the student athletes will be the benefactors of that. Um, and, and that's, that's important. Um, because that's that's why we do a lot of things on college campuses to to benefit the next generation of of, of students here at the University of Miami. So uh, yeah, I think it'll be kind of cool to be able to see the the student athletes go through there. But you know, having done this a few times, student athletes, you know, as as the building gets built, there there are a few tours that go along. So they're 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 going to be able to understand what's what's in front of them very quickly. All right. And last thing, Dan, you mentioned earlier, just, and we all know this, right? There's, you know, where Miami was, where they want to go. And over the last year, as you start checking boxes of things that are occurring, right? The investment to Mario, you're hiring a facility, NIL, we have the tradition in a great city that the, the picture is becoming clear at what is going to happen at the University of Miami, its football team and the rest of the athletic department. Yeah, I think that, you know, all those things that you just mentioned are are certainly pieces of that puzzle. We have to make sure that we continue to put them in the right places, you know, continue to do things the right way. Um, are there going to be bumps along the road? You bet. You know, whether it's in, in football or other sports or just in general, because this is a this is a very tumultuous time in intercollegiate athletics. You know, there's going to be changes along the way. But if we know that we're doing this, for the long haul, to make the University of Miami strong, not just in the short term, but in the long term, you know that's what's helping carry all of this forward, um, because it it is it is the forever home for for football. But as I said earlier, this is going to create opportunities for our other sports as well. You know, so whether it's our basketball programs or baseball or other programs that we might need to continue to uh, to to bring in here at the University of Miami because of the growth of, of the institution just in general. All of those things have to be thought through and, and, and done uh, from the standpoint of, hey, this is, this is right for Miami, okay? And, and th that's the guiding principle as we, as we look to try to make our decisions along the way. Well, Dan, I know it's an exciting time. It has been an exciting time working on this project, announcing it, getting it out there, seeing the feedback, and then obviously ultimately when it when it's built and, and everyone gets to move into their new house. Dan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a guest on the Behind the You podcast. Dan, Thank have a great so night. Much. Thank you. Appreciate it. All righty. Bye. All right, Dan Radakovich on the Behind the You podcast. I want to tell you, you can change the course of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you.